and I'm bringing you today's word for December 3rd, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming. I want you to know that greater is coming for you. How do I know that greater is coming? You're like, Rick, you don't even know me. Okay, I got you. But I know the God who knows you. And I, I know the God who made you. And I know that our God is a God of progression, not a God of regression. With God is always forward, ever backward, never the best is yet to come. God is always increasing. God wants you to go higher and higher and higher in him. God wants you to advance and accelerate and increase in every area, every aspect of your life. I'm saying greater is coming for you. As you walk with God, open up your heart to receive God's best. Greater is coming. Say amen to that. All right. So this is Greater is Coming, part 76. We've been studying the life of David and the title of today's message, and we've covered a lot of struggling and pain and faith and patience and all of that. But today, the title of today's message is Walk in the Blessing. Walk, as a born-again believer, sometimes you got to learn how to walk in the blessing. We're going to talk about it today. So 2 Samuel chapter 7, today we're going to cover verses 8 through 17. Let's get to it. So we pick up the story. Somebody actually told me yesterday and the message yesterday was like, man, Rick, this was like a cliffhanger, right? Because I was dealing with God speaking to the prophet Nathan and God was speaking to the prophet Nathan concerning what to say to David. And I was like, oh, I got to stop here for today. And I, and right. And it was like, oh, man, I want to see what happens next. So, well, I'm going to tell you what happens next, right? So God is still speaking to the prophet Nathan about David. First, um, this is what we covered in yesterday's message. The Lord said to the prophet to tell David, say, I took you. I'm the one who took you from tending sheep in the pasture. I'm the one who selected you to be the king of Israel. I'm the one that's been with you everywhere you've gone. I'm the one that shielded and protected you from all harm. I was the, I, yeah, you thought you were fighting the Philistines and fighting your enemies. No, it was me. It was me. My hand was on you. I was the one that destroyed your enemies right before your very eyes. And now I'm the one that's going to bless you. I'm going to, I'm going to make you as famous as anyone who will ever live. And I will provide a homeland for you and my people, Israel. Uh, and, and I'm going to plant them secure in a place and they will never be disturbed and evil nations won't oppress them as they've done in the past. And starting from this time, I'm going to appoint judges to rule over my people, Israel, and I'm going to give them and give you rest from your enemies. Watch this. He says, listen, your season, God was saying your season of struggle is over. There's a season now where I'm going to give you rest from your enemies. You've been fighting enemies. You've been fighting enemies in your own camp. You've been fighting against enemies externally. You have enemies foreign and domestic, but right now, there's a season of blessing. There's a season of favor. And David, you got to learn how to walk in the season of favor. If, if the Lord had not said anything else to Nathan to tell to David, that would have been enough. That would have been enough to give God some praise. But the Lord keeps going because we serve a God who will bless us beyond measure, right? Since David was seeking to be a blessing to God with the whole house thing, God, I want to build you a house. 
God was like, you want to build me a house? Man, nobody ever wanted to build me a house before. I've been walking with Israel all these years and no one, none of the leaders ever said, hey, let me build God a house. And here you have David. David was like, it doesn't seem right to me that I'm in this big old house. I'm in a big palace and I'm the king and I got it going on. And, and God is out there in a tent. The Ark of the Covenant is in a tent. And that just doesn't seem right to me. I need to build God a house. And because he wanted to be a blessing to God, God wanted to be a blessing to him. So God says to Nathan, furthermore, whew, we serve a God of the furthermore. God will give you some stuff and you're like, oh my God, that's so good. And that God will be like, hold on for a minute. I'm not done yet. Furthermore. So he says, now tell Nathan, furthermore, the Lord declares that he will make a house for you, a dynasty of kings. You want to make a house for me? Uh-uh. I'm not going to let you out bless me. I'm going to make a house for you, a dynasty of kings. For when you die and you are buried, you're going to be buried with your ancestors. And I'm going to raise up one of your descendants, one of your own offspring. And I'm going to make his kingdom strong. And he's the one that's going to build me a temple. Now, you're, you're not going to be able to build me the temple, David. That's not for you. But one of your sons is going to build me a temple. I'm going to make his kingdom strong. And there's going to be a temple for me and for my name. And I will secure your bloodline and this royal throne forever. I will be his father. He will be my son. If he sins, I will correct him. I will discipline him with the rod like any father would do. But my favor will not be taken from him as it was taken from Saul, who I removed from your sight. Now you and your house and your kingdom will continue before me for all time and your throne, David, will be secure forever. God is saying your throne, I mean, what a blessing. Now, first of all, why did this happen? Because David wanted to be a blessing to God. Let me build God a house. And then what happened in return? God is like, I'm not going to let you out bless me. I want to bless you. So what does this mean for you today? The message today is really important, what I'm about to say. So now I want you to rid yourself of every distraction and lock in. I'm going to share with you four things. And as I share these four things, I want you to open up your heart to receive. You ready? Four things. Number one, here we go. Look at me for the first one, because the first one I think is, is the most critical. Number one, many believers have to learn how to walk in the blessing. For whatever reason, many believers are okay with struggling, but they're really not psychologically okay with being blessed. Like they don't know how to walk in the blessing. Like if they think it's something wrong, if they're not struggling, they think it's something wrong. So let me explain it this way. So um, many believers know how to struggle, right? They got struggling down. Check. <laughs> many believers know uh, long suffering. They know how to suffer long. They've perfected long suffering. And in this series where I've been teaching about faith and patience, they know how to wait and how to wait and how to wait and how to wait and how to hold to God's unchanging hand. I got it. But when, when the season of blessing comes, they don't know how to receive. Like when, when the God is like, okay, now I want you to walk in the blessing. You said you've been waiting on it. Now I want to give it to you and I want you to enjoy it. And I want you to be happy. And I just want you to enjoy the blessing. They are so accustomed, programmed to struggle, 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 struggle that they don't know how to receive and rest, right? And so for whatever reason, look, I've been preaching uh, 24 years or something like that. So I've been around church folk for a little bit. And for whatever reason, church folk, if you preach about struggling, they're like, hey, they'll give you an amen, you know, praise, hey, 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 glory. You know, yeah, you preach about struggling, they will give you the amen. But if you preach about walking in the blessing, 
right? Uh, they're like, oh, I don't know about that. Like, it's like, if you say God wants you to be blessed, then people, you know, people are like, well, I don't know. What if, how do you know God wants me to be blessed? You know, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, like if, like for whatever reason, they haven't learned how to receive. They know how to struggle. They know how to wait. They know, they perfected that. But what they don't know how to do is how to receive the blessing when the blessing comes. David waited for 20 years to become the king of Israel. And when that time came and when the, the blessing came and God was like, your season of struggle is over. And now I'm going to give you rest. And now I want you to walk in this season of rest and blessing and enjoy it. And David, David was like, okay, he struggled for years. David knew how to struggle. David was out there in the cave. David was betrayed by his father-in-law. David was dunking javelins and all this kind of stuff. He knew how to struggle. But when the time came to walk in the blessing, he knew how to enjoy the blessing and walk in it as well. He was okay with it. And he was so blessed that he was like, now I'm in a position to be a blessing unto God. And he wanted to bless God. See, part of learning how to open up your heart to God's best and to receiving his blessing is learning what to do with the blessing when you receive it, right? So God wants, let me explain it this way. Our God is a God of more than enough, right? So there's like not enough. <laughs> and then there's just enough. And then there's too much, right? And so we actually serve a God of the too much stuff. So God will take you from not enough to just enough to way too much, right? So God will take you from Egypt, not enough, to manna, just enough for your daily you know, bread, to way too much stuff, which was Canaan, the land of blessing. So God will take you through this progression. And when God gives you more than enough, there's a reason for the overflow. God gives you an overflow. Now, don't just think money. For whatever reason, if I say prosperity, people think money. But no, no, God wants you to overflow in every area aspect of your life. God will give you an overflow of love, peace, mercy, grace, favor, wisdom, and money too, right? But God gives you the overflow. Why? So that you can minister to people out of your overflow. You, you can't minister to people if you're not in an overflow in that area. If you're in a deficit, if you have a deficit of peace, then when somebody comes to you, hey, Rick, can I talk to you? I need some peace. Well, dude, I don't have no peace to give you because I don't have peace myself. But if I have an overflow of peace, then I can minister peace unto you. If I have an overflow of mercy, then I can minister mercy to you. You understand what I'm saying? And so you got to walk in the overflow. David was like, now I'm in a position where I'm walking in the overflow and I know how to minister out of my overflow. I want to be a blessing to Israel and I want to be a blessing to God. See, when David's season of struggle was over, and he started to walk in the blessing. He was like, now it's time for me to be a blessing to God. And God said, if you do that, I am going to secure your legacy forever. Look at me. Here's my question for you from this first point. Serious question. Do you know how to walk in the blessing? I mean, for real, for real, right? Do you know how to just accept? Like, I know you know how to struggle, right? But do you know how to walk in a season where the struggle is over? Are you looking for something to go wrong? Like, like you've been giving, giving, give. You're a tither. You've been giving offering for years, right? You know how to give, but do you know how to receive? Somebody wants to be a blessing to you and you're like, oh, no, 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 no. I can't receive. No, that. What? Why not? Haven't you been sowing? If you're sowing and you're giving, do you know how to give? Do you know how to receive? Like you're always helping other people. But now God wants to bless you and you don't know how to receive it. So some people are so used to struggling that when a season of blessing comes, a season of peace comes, a season of rest comes, they don't know how to enjoy it. <laughs> Please don't be one of those people. Learn to endure when you need to endure 
and then learn to enjoy when it's time to enjoy and walk in the blessing. You got it? Say amen to that. All right, number two. The, lo the Lord loves it when your heart is set on blessing him. He loves it. And so while it is true that we, as God's children, were created to advance God's kingdom in this world and to give him worship and praise, right? We are here to bless his name. I got it. I understand that. But once we're in a position to bless his name, once we're in a position to actually walk in the blessing, when we turn our heart towards away from selfish things and wanting to magnify God and our heart is set on being a blessing to God, I'm telling you, if you ever get to that point, God will be a blessing to you and it will be above measure. Once David was in a position of, he was the king of Israel, he was walking in the blessing, his first thought was, let me build God a house. And this attitude was pleasing in God's sight. See, David, like David, you can look around, I know I can. I can look around and say, you know what? Yeah, I've been, I, I, you know, life is not always easy. I've been through seasons of struggle, but I can look around and be like, you know what? Man, I'm blessed. Even 2020, even with COVID-19, even with all the crazy stuff that happened this year, I'm blessed. Like the Pena family household is blessed. And when you look around and you be like, man, we're blessed. What are we going to do with that? We're going to walk in the blessing. How are we going to advance? How are we going to make God's name great? How are we going to advance God's kingdom? How are we going to be a blessing to someone else? And when you live that way, right? When your season of blessing comes and you are overwhelmingly blessed, if you seek to be a blessing to others and seek to be a blessing to God, I'm telling you, God is going to turn around and bless you above measure over and over and over again. Let me say it this way. If you want to bless God, then God will not be, he can't help himself. If you want to bless God, he will just continually bless you. It's like as a father, he can't help himself. Oh, my son wants to bless me. I have to bless him. I have to bless her. Say amen to that. All right, number three. You can't beat God's giving. <laughs> so there was an old song that we used to sing, you can't beat God's giving no matter how hard you try. The more you give, the more he gives to you. <laughs> so just keep on giving, right? So if your goal is to give to God, to be a blessing to him, you will find that God will outbless you. He will, you can't outbless God. You can't do it. So David wanted to build God a house. David was like, man, I'm in this palace. God is out there in the tent. That's not right. Let me build God a house. And since David wanted to build God a house, God said, okay, fine. Then I'm going to establish your house forever. David wanted something that was going to last a couple of generations and God said, okay, well, I'm going to give you a blessing that will endure from generation to generation. I'm saying that if you want to be a blessing to God, like David wanted to be a blessing to God, if your goal is to bless God, God's goal will be to bless you and he will bless you beyond measure. You cannot beat God's giving. God will bless you in a way that far exceeds. Ephesians 3 and 20 says that we serve a God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think or even imagine according to the power that works on the inside of us. The more you sow into God, the more you will reap in this world. You can't beat God's giving no matter how hard you try. So be a blessing to God. And I'm telling you, he will be a blessing to you. Number four. And finally, as I close, last point, the Lord wants to bless you. Uh, last point. Number four is our God is a God of legacy. Say legacy. Our God is a God of legacy. The, God, the Lord wants to bless you and your children. That's Psalms 1, 15 and 14. God wants to bless you uh, to leave an inheritance to your children and your children's children. That's Proverbs 13 
and 22. And this inheritance is not just money. I'm talking about an inheritance, a legacy of righteousness. See, when God looks at you, let me explain this, this last point about legacy. When God looks at you, God is too big of a God and your assignment is too big of an assignment for God just to be worried about you. So when God looks at you, he actually sees you, your children, and your children's children. So God is looking at you and he sees the second and third generation. So God is actually doing things in you that are setting up your kids and your grandkids, right? So, so when God actually, let me say it this way, when God is trying to get you to eradicate unrighteous behavior, he's actually doing it so that he could be a blessing to you, your children, and your children's children. God says, don't do those kind of things. Why? Because he's trying to protect your lineage. God is a God of legacy. God, what God wants to do in your life is much greater than just you. David found that out. David was like, I want to build you a house. He was like, you want to build me a house? I'm going to establish your house forever. I'm going to leave a legacy of righteousness. People are going to know your name. You're going to be as famous as anyone who ever lived. Matter of fact, and, and then your children. And matter of fact, and then their children. Matter of fact, and then your legacy. Matter of fact, and it will endure forever. God blessed him above measure. We serve a God who is a God of legacy. Uh, we serve a God who wants to leave a blessing on you that's going to impact your children, that's going to impact your grandchildren. That's how big God wants to, God is working something in you that he wants to establish for your whole bloodline. Say amen to that. You will leave a legacy of righteousness in this world if you learn how to just walk in the blessing. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, my heart is set on blessing you. I acknowledge how blessed I am. You've been better to me than I've been to you. You've even been better to me than I've been to myself. You are exceedingly kind towards me. And when I look around, I have to acknowledge how blessed I am. I can't help but want to do something for you, Father. I look for ways to be a blessing to you daily. I want you to get glory out of my life and living. I seek to bless you today in every meeting, every conversation, and all the activity I engage in. And as I seek for ways to bless you, you seek for ways to bless me. While I'm focused on being a blessing to you, Father, you are focused on being a blessing to me. You bless me more and more. Me and my household. This is why I parent for a legacy. I take everything you poured into me and then I then pour it into my children. I pray over them fervently and diligently. They will not have to start where I started. I want to see my children make a greater impact than I ever will. And I declare, Father, that since you are the God who transfers the blessing to the second and third generation. My children and my children's children are blessed. Greater is coming for us. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, sign up, click on the uh, subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. So listen, I love you. I want you to walk in the blessing. Go out there, meditate on this word. You know, yes, it, there's, there are seasons where you have to endure 
And then there are seasons where God wants you to enjoy. <laughs> and so please enjoy it. Walk in the blessing. Enter into God's rest. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message has been a blessing to you. And then share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.